Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Let's Sleep On It, Reclaiming Parenthood, the podcast. And I'm your host, Taylor Kulik, a sleep and well-being specialist and occupational therapist. My mission with this podcast is to examine the parenting narratives that dominate our culture and grow together as parents. Here, we will talk about biological infant sleep, as well as many other parenting-related topics. And you'll also hear real empowering journeys from parents who are parenting against the grain. I hope that you walk away from each episode feeling inspired, empowered, and supported. Please remember that none of the information shared in this podcast is medical advice, and you should always speak with a trusted healthcare provider if you have any concerns. Let's dive into today's episode. So I have been searching for a clean electrolyte company that I love for a really long time, and I just hadn't found anything that I liked, that I enjoyed the taste of, that I felt good about the ingredients, until I found Element. And I actually got a sample from somebody, and I was instantly hooked. They have really good flavors. They're actually tasty. Like, I enjoy drinking them, whereas other brands that I've tried in the past I really haven't enjoyed. And you can just put them straight into your water, um, and they're so good. So they have salt, magnesium, and potassium potassium in them. And a lot of people don't realize how important electrolytes are for true hydration. A lot of us are chugging water because we're being told that we need more water, but we don't, we're not drinking the electrolytes that we need to actually hydrate our bodies. And so Element is a great choice. They also make seasonal chocolate flavors that are really good as like a hot chocolate. And you can put them in your coffee if you want, or just with hot water and like milk or just plain. I like to drink them plain. I love Element. I have at least one pack a day. Electrolytes are so important, especially for pregnancy and breastfeeding. So if you're lacking your electrolytes, give Element a try. You can use my link, Drink Element. It's drinklmnt.com slash Taylor K. And you will get a free gift with your purchase, which is a sample pack. So you can try all of the flavors. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash Taylor K. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm so glad y'all are joining me today. Today we have a cool episode. I think it's going to be really encouraging and helpful to so many of you. I know it was to me. We're talking today about destructive anger as mothers and what that looks like and how we overcome that destructive anger. And I know this is an issue and a challenge that I really struggle with and I know a lot of you guys do too. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. Today, I have Natalie Hickson joining me. She is a wife, mother, auntie, and certified professional life coach who helps discouraged Christian moms overcome destructive anger and burnout. After learning to thrive in motherhood and process anger in a healthy way, Natalie became convicted to help other moms avoid those dark years of motherhood by helping them to appreciate and process their anger, learn to identify their triggers, and ultimately control their reaction to those triggering situations. She enjoys her own motherhood journey by hanging with her husband, Mike, and their three daughters in beautiful Bozeman, Montana. She recharges with Jesus, coffee, and adventures with her family like skiing in the winter and hiking and swimming in the summer and traveling year-round. So without further ado, let's get to this awesome episode with Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Would you mind just sharing, first of all, who you are and what you do for those that don't know yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm obviously Natalie Hickson. Um, uh, I live in Bozeman, Montana with my high school sweetheart. <laughs> um, 
yeah, we have three girls and one is now in college in Tennessee, um, so far away. And then we have a girly in, um, who's a sophomore in high school and then one who's in seventh grade right now. So all three girls. Um, and I am a certified professional life coach who works with mamas, helping them overcome and work through destructive anger and burnout and just kind of really tuning into how do we work through these big emotions in a healthier way. I love that. That's something that so many of us struggle with this. Um, I think you call it destructive anger and yeah. it's something that I struggle with and I hear it from lots of other moms. Like I just have so much anger and I don't know why, and I hate it and I don't know mm. what to do about it. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, I know that you have a story of like how you got here and how you came to be doing this sort of support work with moms. Can you, do you mind sharing that story with us? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I came from a family where destructive anger was how anger was processed and we'll get into what destructive anger and kind of normal anger looks like in a little bit, but really it was, you know, yelling, slamming doors, throwing things. And uh, my parents have definitely worked through their own journey as well. So they're amazing and I'm, and I'm totally close to them and love them, but yeah, just growing up, like they were on their own journeys too. And that's what it looked like for me. And so um, that's kind of how I processed anger too then at that point. Uh, when my husband and I got married he and we moved in together, it was like a huge difference because I was that, that way. I was yelling, screaming when we'd get angry and he was complete opposite. He'd withdraw, get quiet. I can remember yelling at him like, why won't you just yell back at me? And he's like, mm -hmm. that's just not what I do and it wasn't he definitely got more reserved and and um it was it was definitely like wow there's a difference here and I I mean I knew the destructive anger wasn't awesome it wasn't something I wanted to do but I didn't realize how big of a difference there was until we moved in together um a few years later when we brought Enya our oldest home from the hospital um, you know, things were going okay until about those twos <laughs> when they start saying no and throwing their tantrums, you would find both of us on the floor throwing tantrums. And I mean, I would be screaming, she's screaming, we're both crying. I'm at my wit's end, totally angry, angry. Um, and I, I, I say this story so often, so I just really want to make a point to let people know I'm not trying to be overly casual about this. Um, it was scary and it was destructive and it was abusive. And I mean, I would squeeze her arms too hard and leave little bruises. I would spank her out of anger, uncontrollably threaten her, belittle her. It was very scary and it wasn't okay. The behavior was not okay. And, and I recognized that, but I didn't know how to stop it, right? I didn't know that there was a way to fix it. Um, and I would do all the things I would pray and I would try to breathe and, 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 you know, listen to, to different things and read things, but it just seemed like nothing was helping. And so I just kind of figured I was stuck with, this is how it was very hopeless state. Um, a few years later, after, um, she was born, we, we had her sister and I can recall a time where I was nursing her sister sky. Um, and. And Mike's trying to put Enya to bed and Enya just has epic tantrums, right? Because she's learning from me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're not working through those, not knowing how. And I can just remember being 
getting really, really upset. And I'm in the door room with the door shut and they're down the hall, but I just all of a sudden scream at the top of my lungs for I needed to just shut up and listen to her dad. Um, of course, Emmy didn't hear that, but Sky did. And she stopped nursing and she looks at me with this horrific little baby face and starts crying. And I'm just like, this has to end. Like we can't keep doing this somehow. Maybe if we can get Anya to work through her stuff, I won't get as triggered. And so mm -hmm. we end up taking her to the therapist and the therapist observes, observes her and, um, you know, talks to us afterwards alone. And she's like, you know, Anya's a perfectly normal child for her age and development. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, it's good. you're not seeing her at home. And she's like, yeah, I understand that. But Natalie, you're really the one who needs to be in here. And it was just one of those, wait, what? But no, I can't be fixed. But deep down inside, I was just so grateful. Finally, someone was saying, there is hope for you and we can get, we can work through this. And so I, of course, said, yes, let's do it. Um, and about four years later, after going through this therapy, it was psychoanalysis. It wasn't, um, I'm Christian, and it, it wasn't from a Christian perspective. It was super helpful. I learned a lot about family dynamics and how, you know, why, what's the way I was through different things that had gone on. But I hadn't learned how to overcome the patterns of, of some of this destructive behavior. And so I left therapy feeling better and, and getting kind of the ball rolling there, but I hadn't quite come to this place of ending that destructive behavior yet. Um, the Lord really led me on a journey and from that place. And I would say that as I grew and the kids grew, um, just things started to, I started to do things like I'd start journaling more and I started um, spending more time, you know, personal time, just kind of in prayer and, and reading and then just different events through working um, started to help me pull back from more of that destructive anger and behavior. I still got angry and we'll talk about that, but I was learning how to process it in a better, healthier way. And then I ended up at a business event, um, like a little mastermind with some um, other ladies and one of the ladies and I stayed up late talking all night about our motherhood journeys and she had also struggled with destructive anger and she's like girl you need to get on my podcast and talk about this and so I did and I mean that was like five six years ago I think at this point I did and after that I mom started coming like I, I need to I mean you need to deal with I need to deal with my anger and I need to work through this and so it was really starting when I started helping seen other moms work through their anger that's when the really big shifts happen for me and my patterns really because it helped me stay more accountable it helped me um, take more information and start to understand how do I help these moms you know and and through my own experience and helping them with their experience I started to really build on some of these things that I had been doing and not knowing like the journaling and and processing the emotion becoming more aware of what's going on for me and and what what I'm feeling that awareness is so key right and so yeah it's just I'm certainly haven't arrived I'm not perfect um, I'm in an absolutely new phase of parenting with a young adult now who's out of the house and parenting does not stop when they move out <laughs> and then um you know teenagers and it's, yeah, it's a new experience and, and I'm continually learning 
um, and being challenged on my awareness and developing my my emotions. But I do have these these great um, tools and and just um, working through, you know, learning how to work through these things in a healthier way. And and what do you do when you do make a mistake? You know, what do I do when I do um, raise my voice to one of my kids or say something I wish I wouldn't have said? You know, how do we work through that so we help the relationship? instead of hurt the relationship further how can we restore that and grow from those events so that's yeah, kind of my story in a nutshell I love that I love first of all I love your vulnerability your vulnerability and just sharing um like your especially your early on struggles and the things that you did that maybe you didn't align with your values or you're not proud of because I think we can all relate to that you know I think I mean there's so much content now especially with social media world um you know we're all on social media and maybe we follow these like gentle parenting accounts. And they talk about like how we should be responding to our kids. But I think what isn't talked about a lot is that some of us, we might already have some of the awareness. We might have the awareness of, I know I shouldn't be responding to my child in this way. I know this isn't how I want to respond, but there's such automatic patterns a lot of the times. And, um, it's, it's, doesn't, it's not an overnight fix. And so I remember when my kids were, well, my kids are young, but when my daughter was really little and she was starting the, you know, the tantrums and things like that, I remember like I would make a mistake and then I'd be like, okay, I'm never doing this again. I'm, I'm learning from this and I'm never doing it again. And then inevitably I would do it again. And yeah, I was working on it, but it would happen again. And I realized that I have to, I think some of us, we just make these really grand goals that are really unrealistic and not attainable. Like we can't change years and years of habits, um, yep. overnight. And so, you know, my, my spiritual father, actually, um, I was talking to him about my anger issues and my struggles as a mom. And he, one of the things that he has said to me, whenever I talked to him about this is you can't, you can't make the goal that you'll never yell again because you will fail. What you need to do is like rate yourself. Like how bad is this problem for you right now on a scale of one to 10? So I tell him, I'm like, I think it's an eight, like it's an eight of like, it's one of my priorities and it's really bad. Okay. So a year from now, let's hope that you're down at a seven and like, okay. I'm like, okay, that feels more attainable for me that I can get down to a seven in a year from now. And then you just keep working towards your goals. So, um, I love that. And I feel like what you are talking about really, that, that really aligns with what I'm saying too, because it wasn't, it sounds like it wasn't an overnight process. It wasn't just like an overnight fix for you. It's been years and years and years of work. Um, and I love that. Can you talk a little bit about why you think so many moms are experiencing anger? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's absolutely just to go back a little bit to what you were just saying, I can remember so many nights going to bed, feeling so much guilt and shame over, how I treated my kids that day. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that tomorrow. And immediately the next morning, first thing that happens, I'm yelling at my kids, right? Excuse me, wake up for a tantrum or whatever it is. You're like, I'm already defeated. And then you start your day defeated and it just keeps spiraling. And that's a place right there is, is where we're keeping our mindset. You know, we, we look at, like you were talking about the moms on social media. I mean, when I had Enya's, Facebook was just kind of starting to be a thing, right? These I didn't have as much comparison back then as there is now yeah. in in all of the stuff that we have. But I had a book. I remember getting a book that was, was like meek and mild motherhood, something like that. I'm like, how do I do that? And I'd read the book. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I can never attain that. Mm-hmm. Is how defeating it was. So we have that 
that comparison trap that moms get into today of thinking they should be this person or you know if you're reading in the bible at all and you're reading the proverbs 31 woman what a beautiful image of a woman there but that can be defeating too right and so we're like trying to compare ourselves to all of these extra things and we're looking externally but inside we need to be looking inside what's going on for me why am i feeling this way are we taking the time to process those emotions and on top of that we're often inundated with this message that anger or negative emotions is not okay and so we think that anger just in and of itself is bad whereas anger in and of itself is an emotion that we feel and there's a reason for that emotion there's a reason for sadness for fear for disgust um and then of course we have joy so we've got those five main um emotions that we experience and so um, we've got comparison. We've got these ideas that we're not okay for even feeling negative. There's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with our kids. We have to get rid of it as soon as possible. Um, or we will, you know, I can't tell you how many moms I've worked with who've come to me and they're like, my parents were angry. I don't understand. And, or, or I was never angry until I had kids. So they, they get into this new environment of having a child who's constantly demanding and telling you what to do right and we're just like this is too much I, I can't handle this and so we start that negative self-talk we're, we're already feeling low we're spiraling um so it's just kind of a hopeless situation especially if we don't know like where I was in mine I, I don't think there's any hope for me I think I'm stuck like this it's too late for me I can't fix this for myself. And, and we'll focus on parenting tips and parenting programs. And I can't tell you how many, how much money I spent on trying to parent my child better, but it all began with me. And until I started to figure out what was going on within me, there was no way that I could apply any routine, parenting tip, trick, anything to my parenting journey to, to help me overcome the things I was struggling with that all had to start with what was going on within me and how do I process these things and how do I work through these things in a healthier way? Yeah. I love that. And that takes me back to what you said when you were sharing your journey about how you took your daughter to the therapist, just thinking if we could just work through some of her triggers and kind of like, if we can, if I can fix my child so that they don't trigger me, then everything will be fine. Yes. Um, and I think we've all been there, right? Like how can we parent our children better? So they don't have as many meltdowns. How can we say all of the right things so that we don't have to deal with all of these hard things during the day, but what we're forgetting, or maybe just not realizing is that we're always going to have us when we have children, and even when we don't have children, even like you're saying, when you have an adult, there will always be hard things that come up that have the potential to cause anger. And if we have to focus on fixing ourselves, addressing ourselves, because our children are just learning everything from us anyways. So yeah, yeah like we, it's not our child's job to never have an emotion or a tantrum so that they don't trigger us. Right. Which it's, I think it's like this, this vicious cycle, because yeah. a lot of us were raised with parents who were maybe very angry or didn't allow us to express our emotions, or we would get mm -hmm. punished for anything that we did that was not considered perfect behavior. And so now right. we don't know, like you're saying, we have this idea that anger is bad, um, mm -hmm. that any negative emotion is bad and we shouldn't be experiencing it. And so we spiral 
because we haven't learned to appropriately just process our emotions. And then we're doing the same thing to our children, you know, it's just And what we have to do is first of all, parent ourselves and go, it's okay that I'm feeling this emotion until you can accept the negative emotions and understand that it's okay that you're feeling them. You can't teach your kids that you can't teach your kids what you don't have you. And, and on top of that, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So there's stuff that, um, as I'm working through my stuff with my clients, you know, they're like, Oh, that's so profound. Or that's such, that's so duh. Right. And it's like, you didn't know. How can you, and how can you give what you didn't, weren't given? So now's your chance to go, okay, I wasn't given this understanding on how to process emotions in a healthier way. So now I need to learn so that I can give that gift to my kids and we can start making generational impacts instead of just passing on this, you know, don't be angry message, right? There's something wrong with you for how you're feeling. Um, That's, that's also a good example is, and I still have to catch myself, I still catch myself saying this sometimes when somebody's upset in my family, I'm like, what's wrong? And what we say, our words, they're so, so important. And so it's really important to go instead of what's wrong, because you're saying what's wrong with you, there's something wrong with you for feeling that way, right? It's more, you know, what's going on for you? I see that you're feeling this emotion, name the emotion, you know, what, what's going on for you to, that you're feeling that way, you know, so helping call that emotion out instead of saying there's something wrong with you for feeling that way. It's what's causing that emotion for you. What are the circumstances around that, that you're feeling this way, which, you know, really leads me into, let's talk about what's that, what are these emotions? What, what's the difference between destructive anger and normal anger? Um, and how do we work through these things and, and understand? So, yeah, the basic, really what I like to teach is the negative emotions. We need to look at those like they're speed bumps, right? We slow down, we go over this bump and we're like, okay, why? Cause there's caution. We have to be careful. We have to be looking for what's going on around us. Right. Um, why are we feeling this emotion? It's there to, it's setting off an alarm in us. It's not saying that we're bad or that your kiddo's bad. It's, I'm feeling this way because why? What are the circumstances? So we have to stop and kind of validate. It's okay that I'm feeling angry right now. Anybody feels angry when their kiddo is throwing a tantrum. It's upsetting. It's upsetting to see that. And it's multifaceted. It's not just upsetting because they're not listening to you. It's upsetting because your baby's in pain, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's painful to hear. It's physically painful. It's draining. There's all these different things going on in, in, in an event like this. And so it's okay that you're feeling that emotion. What's not okay is if you take that emotion and use it to hurt the relationship. So that's where we get into destructive anger and normal anger. The normal anger is the feeling. We're frustrated. We're getting annoyed. We might raise our voice and um, news newscast to everyone, <laughs> little bullet here. All moms raise their voice. It's totally normal. And in many cases, it's warranted. We need them to hear us, especially if they are not hearing us over their tantrum or we have to get their attention. Raising your voice, that's different than screaming in rage, okay? So the normal anger is that emotion that you're feeling and 
the destructive anger is when we're using that emotion to hurt the relationship. So at that point, we're using it to control a situation or protect ourselves or a combination of those things. So we're screaming in rage. We are throwing something. We are using physical, um, I, I don't care if you spank or don't spank your kiddos, but if you're spanking in a place that you're in rage, you're abusing your kids at that point, right? Um, if we're belittling your kids, um, threatening them or whoever, I mean, it might be your husband that you're doing this with. So these type of things, those are our behaviors where we're hurting the relationship. We're just trying to control the situation and we're trying to protect ourselves in that as well. So those are destructive angers. We've got um, behaviors. We've got passive aggressive destructive behavior too, right? Where we're silent treatment, walking out. I can remember times Mike would come home and I was so upset. I didn't even talk to him. I just got in the car and I took off and in an aggressive way, which wasn't safe for anyone. Um, so those type of behaviors where we are snarky remarks or we're, you know, quote unquote, joking about something, right? So those type of things are also destructive behaviors. Anything that we're doing to really project how we're feeling onto somebody else, if we're doing that in a hurtful way, instead of expressing, I'm angry right now, I need to take a minute to calm down that's a healthier way to do it then I'm angry and I'm not going to make you feel the way I'm feeling right now and I don't care what that looks like right, right. does that make sense the difference yeah. that we have between the normal healthy anger when I say healthy meaning that's how we're built that's how we're designed and then we have the destructive hurting relationship yeah behavior. absolutely so you know you've already mentioned that so much of this work is inner work and figuring out why, like, what are our needs? What is going on inside of us? That's making us feel this way. Um, obviously there's a lot to this, but what are the things that you start with to help mothers work through that and, and work on their themselves to overcome this destructive anger? Yeah. So I have a couple different things we can talk about. One is what do we do in the moment when we're feeling those emotions? How do we recover after we've experienced a moment of destructive behavior? And then um, how do we process the event? So maybe we can start building on, I don't wanna do it this way again. How can I start working on changing the pattern? Um, scientifically, we're setting up our patterns and our neuron pathways in our brain. So you're not just thinking these things, those patterns are literally physical pathways that have been built in your brain. And what is really exciting about that is you can redo those pathways. You can build new neuron pathways on top of those old pathways. Now, that being said, once we've learned, just like I, I said earlier, I'm not perfect. There are definitely times where like the last six months when we were this new transition of our oldest moving out and going to college, that's a big stressor for a family right? That's, mm -hmm. that's a whole new change in dynamic. That's a big thing. And so through that, there's times that I went to my old patterns because of exhaustion or emotional fatigue, right? And so I did yell at one of my, one or both of my kids at different times or something like that, or I do something like, Ooh, no, that's an old pattern, right? That's yeah. not regression. That's just under stress. And so as we learn to work through these things and that's where recovery is a big one too. Um, we're learning how to um, overcome, but understand that you can go back to those old pathways under stress, 
but you you'll learn the tools on how to recover and so and not stay in those places mm-hmm. all right so sit and pray that's my big one sit and pee if you want to shorten it because I like to encourage moms go to the bathroom all right and so um because if you if you are able, you want to remove yourself from the situation. Now I know with little, that's not always possible. Okay. So in that case, I just say try to make an active move. So if you're on the floor, move to the couch. If you're in one side of the room, go to the other side of the room. But communicate. I'm feeling upset right now. I see you're upset right now. We need to take a moment and just stop. So S is stop. That's the S and sit and pray. So stop, separate do what you can. If you can go to the bathroom, great. You can shut the door. I was in the bathroom times where the toddler was like slamming on, you know, banging on my door and I'm just sitting there breathing. Like it's safer for me right here than on the other side of the door right now Yes. Um, for, for baby. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so there's that separation. When we're doing that, we're also breathing. As soon as you feel the agitation, start taking those deep breaths. That's another physical piece to our body that we're resetting our nerves. We're calming ourselves down. We're giving some like clarity to our mind to be able to start taking those deep breaths. Um, and then T, that's tune in. That's where we're validating. It's okay that I'm angry right now. Anyone would be angry right now um, in this moment. What's going on for me? What's going on for them? Are we overstimulated, hungry, tired, sick, overwhelmed? Did I just see something on social media that triggered me? So I had a poor reaction that set everything off. It's it's taking that moment to go, what's going on? And to also validate how you're feeling. And then if you are, um, you know, religious or spiritual in any way, taking that time to ask for strength. Don't pray for patience. I've learned that's not a good one to pray for. (laughs) You will get plenty of opportunity for patience. Pray for strength. Pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. How do I work through this right now? Um, So that's the in the moment that I like to teach my moms. And then the recovery is if you blew it, right? Or even if you didn't blow it, if you did take that sit and pray and you just need to come back and, and just talk through what's going on. Um, that's where we come back and we take responsibility first as the parent or even in, in our relationship with other people. If you can come back and take responsibility, that's a big piece to growing in your emotional responses. Because when you take responsibility instead of projecting or saying it's somebody else's fault or not facing your guilt and shame, um, then we're just going to keep hurting. We're going to stay in those patterns. But when we can take responsibility, we're growing and we're learning and, and it it helps us in that. And we're taking more awareness there. So we come back and say, Hey, I'm so sorry that mommy yelled at you. That wasn't okay. And I bet that was scary. Please forgive me for how I reacted to you when I was angry. It was okay that mommy was angry, but it wasn't okay that I yelled at you like that. So we're taking responsibility. And then we're asking them what was going on for you? what needs needed to me. I see that you were angry. You know, you help them process through the, what, especially with kids, we want to call out that emotion. What were they feeling? Help them understand that. It's okay that you were angry, you know, but it wasn't okay that you chucked the toy at your sister's head, right? So mm-hmm. we're, again, we're helping them take responsibility and seeing. And then we can, at that point, talk about consequences if needed. We can pray with them if we want to. Um, hug them. I love an element of physical touch and we're coming back to recovery just so the kids see, you know, I, I love and approve of you no matter what your behavior is. 
giving them that approval. Mm -hmm. um, so that's recovery in a nutshell as well. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to the trigger tracker, which your um, listeners can download for free. Um, there's going to be a, a link, I think, that you have for that. Yes, I'll, the and link will be in the show notes. Yes. Perfect. So once we've had some time to kind of get away from a situation, like I always like someone to take some time. Don't do it in the moment. Um, when you're feeling um, like you have time later, go back to that situation and go process through it. Because often us moms, we're so busy running to the next thing or putting out the fires. And if we're not moms, if you're not a mom in your own life, there's just plenty of things that we're, we're always busy doing. We don't take enough time to sit and go, what's going on for me? And so this trigger tracker will take you through some questions. What happened? Why were you upset? What were you feeling? Um, what, what, what else was going on for you in that moment? Um, how would you like to do this better next time? How, what's a healthier way to walk through this? Um, and then there's, you can apply some scripture to that. You can apply prayer. It's, it's helping you take a moment and kind of setting yourself up for the next time this happens. I want to try to do it this way. Does it mean you're going to do it perfect next time? No. <laughs> But what you're doing in that moment is you're giving yourself some time to build awareness around the situation. And a lot of things can come up for that. I had a mom who did that once and she's like, I didn't realize that I was getting triggered every, every day when my husband was coming home from work. And it was because I thought he needed the house to be perfect when he got home. And so I'd start becoming this mean mom where I'm yelling at the kids to get all their stuff together. And I'm trying to get the house picked up and make dinner at the same time. And she's like, I know it seems really simple. I'm like, but you don't know what you don't know. And if we don't take time to stop and look, we don't recognize that. So she had a conversation with her husband after she did the trigger tracker and that came up for her. And he's like, I would much rather you, I'd much rather home come home to a messy house and a happier family. Like that's not all stressed out. than come home to a perfect house and a stressed out family. Right. And so yeah. that was just something that came to light. So the simple, there's been other complex things that people have used that for. I've had moms use it for big emotions like um, sadness and fear and disgust. Uh, I had a mom work through it for a miscarriage at one point. So this trigger tracker is really just giving yourself the time to process through these things. And really for you, you're calling out the emotion and, and bringing awareness to it. And being okay with this is okay how I'm feeling right now. And this is how I can try to change it in the future. Yeah, I love that. That's all such great advice. I really like your focus on separate, a little bit of separation. Like when you're feeling angry, when you're in that, you're in that moment. And just, it's like taking a pause. Cause I, I feel like when I started working through my anger issues, I was reading all of the like gentle parenting scripts and here's how you should respond or here's how you can respond to this situation. But I felt like in those moments, I was so angry and so frustrated that I couldn't use those, those scripts. And I think those scripts are not super helpful for a lot of situations anyways, but I was just focusing on not screaming, right? I can't also mm -hmm. focus on responding perfectly. And right. so I think that's helpful to just, and it's not like, punishment. It's not like you need to get away from me because I'm angry. It's like for us, it's, I am feeling angry. Yep. So I just need to take a pause and take a few deep breaths and then I'll be right with you or I'll come back and talk to you or whatever that looks like. But yeah, I think it is, it's helpful to kind of let moms know like, Hey, it's okay to take just a second. You don't have to know 
everything perfect to say in this moment. Like my goal right now in this moment is to not scream at my kids. And that's enough. Like that's a good enough goal for right now until I, until that's easy. And then I can start focusing on, okay, what's now a really great response to this situation, right? Like you have to go in kind of in steps, not do everything at once. The other thing too, is often we've used timeout as a punishment with our kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, if you've been calling timeout and using it as a punishment, because you're, you know, want, you want the situation to end, but you still don't know how to work through it with either yourself or your kiddo. And you're just like, I'm out. Right. Um, call it something different. Start using a different term for it. Again, this is for people who've been using it as a punishment. Um, calm down time, time to calm down. Right. And what I would do is something that's really important. And I try to help my moms understand is let's disassociate the child from the behavior. Okay. And meaning you and you from your behavior in the sense of you're not a bad person because you made that mistake in how you responded. Your child's not a bad kid because they threw the tantrum, right? So we want to be able to, to recognize that because often we'll associate the two. Um, and that can lead to, to difficult things down the road. Oh, my, my kid's such a bad kid because they're lying to me. You know, it's like, no, they're not a bad kid. They just need, they need to work through that behavior. We need to work through that challenging behavior. They're, they're a great person. And you want to say those things over your kids. You want to speak that over yourself. I'm an awesome mom. I'm a great mom. I have these challenges that I'm working through, but these challenges don't make me a bad person right? So we're just learning how to grow through those things and disassociate um, our, our bad, our, our, I didn't want to say bad, our destructive behaviors or our big emotions or negative emotions. We want to take that out of the equation of who we are, because who we are is uh, we've, we've been divinely created. We are loved. We are supposed to be the mom of the kids that we have or the wife to the husband that we have like this is who you know and there's so many great things that make us and we could go on another podcast on that one right so the point is let's try to take that away from the situation and go hey I see you're upset or I'm upset and that's where we take that moment right so that calm down moment is is really important and valuable and that's we also like you were saying we, we tell, tell our kids we're both upset right now. We just need to take a moment. And what's really cool, I love hearing these stories from my clients who they've started implementing sit and pray in their home. They'll start to see their kids do it. And they're like, mom, I just need to stop for a minute or I need to sit, you know, and they'll, they'll walk to their room and, and go take a moment. And it's, I've, I've heard stories of the siblings telling each other that and taking a break, you know? And so it's just really cool that what you're doing is you're teaching your kids how to process these emotions in a healthier way. If you think that your kids aren't going to grow up and not be angry, you're wrong. Instead of trying to avoid the emotions, we have to face them and go, this is, this is real. This is okay. And this is how we process. And this is how we make it right if we make the mistake. And I, I tell my moms and they're like, oh, I blew it again. I'm like, awesome. What did you learn from it? You know, so it's not an, a, no, you terrible mom. How could you do that? I mean, I've been teaching you all this stuff. How could you possibly go and, and lay out on your kids again? You know, <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, it's awesome. We get to learn from that challenge and we get to show our kids that life isn't about being perfect. It's about learning and growing and how do we work through these challenges? Yeah. 
And we do that together. And we, we help teach our children about their emotions and how to self-regulate through helping them co-regulate. But sometimes we need to self-regulate a little bit before we can go help them co-regulate. So yeah. And you were saying um, earlier, you were talking about how, you know, it doesn't, our behaviors don't make us bad. They don't make us bad kids. They don't make us bad parents. And I love that. And, you know, I, I find it really interesting because I think that when I'm, when I have this negative self-talk about myself and I'm getting into these spirals of telling myself I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad person because I do X, Y, and Z, I'm more likely to think similar thoughts about my children. Well, they're a bad kid because they do X, Y, and Z. Whereas if I'm, I have more positive talk about myself, self-talk, then I'm more likely to think more positively about my kids. Um, And I also think it just understanding that, Hey, I'm not a bad person or a bad parent because I yell. Sometimes this is something I'm working on and I'm struggling Mm -hmm. with, and I'm still going to make mistakes that also helps me be more understanding and have more grace with my kids. Like I can't expect my kids to behave perfectly all the time and not have an attitude with me or not yell at me when they're stressed, because I have an attitude and I snap when Mm -hmm. I'm stressed. So why would my underdeveloped child be perfect when I can't be perfect. So I think just kind of finding that common ground too, and, and seeing the humanity in both of us, both your, you know, yourself and your children. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And, And recognizing, you know, from like a Christian point of view, who does God say you are? Right. And, and no, we don't want to experience these negative, destructive behaviors, but how do we take that back and go, okay, there's grace to cover this. I'm forgiven and I don't need to dwell on this anymore. I can get the guilt and shame will keep a mom down from any type of growth. If we are sitting there in our guilt and shame and we're just focusing on that, you're not going to get far. That is that I'm going to bed. I'm going to be better tomorrow. And I feel terrible about how I treated my kids this morning. And you wake up and it's the same thing over and over again. We have to release that guilt and shame and go, you know what? I made a mistake and I forgiven for my mistake. I ask for forgiveness from the people I've hurt from the the Lord. And we move through that and we let it go. And we keep trying our best the next day. We, and and sometimes our best is, is, is a lot of recovery. You know, sometimes our best is we went through another day of yelling and destructive behavior, but we also went through another day of recovery and working through that. And so it's, it's not, it's never a, something that we're trying to attain is perfection. I, I tell moms who come into my program, the first call that I have with them, my free clarity calls, I'll say, just so you're aware, you will come into this program and you're going to get angry in it, working through it with me. And you're going to get angry afterwards. The point is not to get rid of your anger. The point is to start learning how do we work through our anger in a healthier way, even if we made a mistake and blew it. Right. Yeah. And how do we work through that shame and the guilt and to, and to release that and, and learn how to apply these things and recognize we might go through another tough season. How are we going to get through that without all this extra destructive behavior? And, and even now, like I was telling you through the last six months, when we were dealing with our, our oldest leaving. The destructive behavior that I experienced today is nothing like what I experienced when Enya was two years old. The destructive behavior for me might be, I said something I didn't mean to, or I raised my voice louder than I wanted to normally than a normal, here's the attention, right? Or I slammed a door. It's not the abusive behavior that was, I mean, I just remember checking out in rage. I would come back and be like, what did I just do? Yeah. Like it was completely out of body experience at some, at 
some oh, point. Yeah. Like it literally feels and like you're watching yourself and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's like, those don't happen anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Other things you still have to be aware of. And, and it's not like I'm proud of, of the destructive anger or behaviors that I have experienced under stress. But again, um, another positive story from my life in that, um, few years ago, my parents had to move in for three months and it was stressful, right? Right. And I can remember at one point the kids just wouldn't go to bed. And finally I, I yelled at them <clears throat> and I was just kind of mean at, about it. And I just, I remember coming in and feeling terrible. Like, especially when I think I was newer coaching at that point through anger. I was like, how can I do this? I'm helping other moms. This is terrible. And I was like, wait a minute. No, this isn't, uh, we're not looking for perfection. And I remember going back and doing recovery with the girls and the girls were like, mom, we knew it wasn't you. Like it wasn't us. We knew you were like, like they were just saying, we knew that there was something else going on for you. It wasn't us that you were really angry at. So long enough, you know, having that experience long enough with the kids, they're recognizing mom gets angry sometimes or experiences Mm -hmm. angry or anger, destructive behavior, but they're not taking that on themselves and going, oh, we're a problem. They recognize the human experience that, okay, we make mistakes. So that was another really cool blessing that comes from walking through this. And and I love to share too with people that the relationship that I have with Enya now, as opposed to when she was two years old, man, I could never have guessed at that point when she was two, that we could have the relationship that we do now, right? The it's sweet. It's, it's definitely a blessing. There's been so much recovery and she knows the story. She knows what happened to her. And so that's just, it's been a really sweet thing. And and that's from faithfully walking forward and trying, you know, not with perfection, but trying every day to put my best foot forward and go, what can I do today? How can I work through this? You know, or or when I blow it, how do I fix this through recovery or work through this in recovery? Yeah. I love that. And the best advice that I've received recently is just reminding me that I can't do it on my own and it's not all on me to do it. I have to pray. I have to ask God for help um, because I'm not like I I'm wanting perfection and I can never, I'm never going to be perfect, but I definitely can't even make progress on my own. I have to ask God for help, but I love your story. And I think it's just going to be really encouraging for moms to hear that because I think so many moms are struggling with their children right now. They have maybe younger children, um, and they're struggling with their anger and just hearing that someone else has been through what they've been through and came out on the other side of it. And they still have a good relationship with their child. Like you didn't ruin your relationship forever. There's always room for repair and growth. I think is so powerful. Yeah. It's never too late. I mean, if you're listening and you're an adult, uh, your kids are adult children now you can still go back and make things right with your kids. You can go back and apologize for the things that they experience as kids and tell them, you know, like all my girls know, this is what mom was like. And I apologize for that behavior. And as you're growing, if things come up for you and you're like, need to ask me questions about what I did or, you know, anything, or if I need to help you get help or anything like that, like you just being open and willing to communicate with them and and, and take responsibility for your actions. That's huge. Um, and one thing else that you were saying, can't do it on your own, 100% in the word. I'm, I'm in that word every day. It's so, so important. Um, I've got resources on my site. You can go check it out on the site as far as getting that time. 
um, other resources too. If you go to the blog section, there's lots of information there. But um, let's say working with like a coach or something isn't possible for you right now. Please reach out to someone that you can trust. Um, just myself yesterday, I went and met with two women in my church. They're older, their kids are older. Um, I'm struggling with a couple things with one of my kiddos right now that I'm, I'm needing some guidance on. And so I went, I just asked if we could meet. And so I went over there and for two hours, they poured into me and we prayed and we, you know, they gave me such, such amazing, um, the Lord just used so many amazing things through them to help encourage me on my journey still. And the other thing I love too is you get to do that as well. So what I love about what I do is being able to like the challenges I'm experiencing today with my kids, I get to turn around and use that experience to help another mom walk through that. Right. And so when I'm going through a challenge, I definitely will come to the, oh, why am I going through this? Why is this so hard? I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, wait, somebody else is going to learn from this experience that I'm walking through right now. And so reach out to people you trust. And then when you learn something and you hear somebody who's hurting or, or you know, you're talking to other moms, share that with them, share your experience on how to grow. And, and that right there is what will help you grow because you're just adding to that. You're kind of making those neurons more concrete by, by sharing that experience with others as well. Yeah. I love that. That's so powerful. Okay. Natalie, you told us you have some resources on your website. Would you mind just sharing if people want to find you, what other resources, um, or support you offer and where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm over at nataliehickson.com. Um, that's H I X S O N. Um, and yeah, you, you also, there's the trigger trackers over there. There's some great resources on the blog that you can download and read and, um, lots of stuff over there. That's really where I'm at. I'm not really on, on much social media for business. Um, few things on Pinterest, but yeah, that's where you'll find awesome. me. And I, I also have a coaching program that you can learn about over there as well. Awesome. And I will link those things in the show notes. Um, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. I know I, I think this will be really encouraging and helpful for, for moms. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review if you feel called to. It really helps our message reach more parents. You can also follow me on Instagram at Taylor Kulik for similar content or visit my website at www.taylorkulik.com. I offer online courses where we really dive into infant and toddler sleep holistically. And we also offer one-to-one holistic sleep support services if you're looking to improve your child's sleep or shift patterns without sleep training. If you know a parent who would benefit from this podcast, please share. And if you'd like to financially support this podcast to allow me to create more episodes more often, you can visit anchor.fm slash Taylor I hope you'll join me next time.